He's the creator. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the bathroom, but uh, you can introduce yourself and Dylan can talk to you. For sure. Awesome. Well, I'm Alan Johnson, the creator of Kajarian Kajaria. Um, we're also starting something I'm calling the unofficial official comic book school, where basically what we're trying to do is we find experienced creators that have been through the ringer and stuff like that. And wouldn't mind facilitating like a tutor mentorship type role to speak one-on-one -on -one with upcoming new creators on like a tutor mentor status and like get pointers for new creators that are just getting out of the gate or creators that are stuck or anything like that. Um, I'm all about trying to help people because, you know, I know what it's like to want to do all these things, but can't because of money or resources or time or whatever. So that's what I'm all about. Nice. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a company called SCORE, like uh, the acronym S-C-O-R-E? I've heard a few times. Yeah, actually, like really recently. Yeah, they're, um, it's SCORE. I think it's SCORE.org. Yeah. It's a website that they have like mentorship on there. And you can get like free mentors on there. Like I, I had a guy call me who had like 50 years of marketing experience. Cause like, that's my, my other company. I do digital marketing and um, like, I can just call him like, <laughs> like, like he's a mentor that I can just call and like ask for advice. And then he gives me advice. I go try to implement it and then I can go check back with him and be like, Hey, I tried doing this and it worked or it didn't work. Like, what do you suggest? So if you yeah, if you're looking to get, um, artists connected i would like see if there's anything from this site you can like take and like repurpose too because it's it's super helpful like they have um basically once you go to their website it's find a mentor take a work a workshop browse the library and the workshops are like some of them are free but most of them are paid because you get free mentorship but then the way that they like maybe fund some of the things that they do like even just to, to afford to have the website then they have like a 25 dollar two hour long workshop with like an expert about maybe copywriting but in this case it could be about uh inking or coloring right coloring or yeah writing. we actually just did our first session today to kind of test the waters and it was kind of set up similar to that basically i just set up like a cash app tip jar nice and found somebody that was willing to facilitate the tutor mentor slot and then i found somebody that was looking for information specifically with marketing and like promoting their stuff and so I connected the two and it got the feedback. And so we're basically structuring off of what was basically done during today's little session. So we'll do like hour long sessions where they're just able to get one on one, pick the person's brain. It could be like a specific topic or just a couple shots and maybe like, you know, a couple other topics. Um, but yeah, I just think it will be a really good fundamental tool that people can basically just tap into anytime they need to or want to and use going forward. Very cool. Yeah. No, I, I would, yeah, that, that sounds very similar. Like, cause obviously like these guys are for like business. Um, but like, that sounds very similar. I, like even the design of their website, like if you got a website, like th this is built just for that. So like, that's really cool. I, I would, I would literally like, copy that and put your own branding on it. And uh, like, it's, Get like artists that are mentoring artists, but then have like these workshops that you're hosting like on a weekly, monthly, whatever basis. Yeah, we're right now we're on bi-weekly schedule just so that we're not 
you know, eating too much of the tutor or mentor's time and they're not feeling like it's a chore, but we're still able to like get like a fundamental schedule in place. So that's great. Yeah. And eventually like, you know, you could, if you get like a scheduled one and then you can have these ones, like maybe once a quarter where it's like a six hour power session where like you just go over everything about, you know, comics or maybe even bring in like, you know, the business side of it, like, Oh, how to like build the business out about comics. And yeah. Cause I mean, that's the gray area to a lot of creators is the business side of it. Like they're able to do the work or, you know, create their book. Perfect. But then they, get hung up on where to take their book when it's finished or you know so we're just trying to close that gap before creators are at the point where their book's finished because i've learned from experience that you know i got to the point where my book was finished but i had no avenues for the book itself so it's like if we can if only basically you know the comics the platform <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah, exactly. It would definitely be super helpful for artists to have that stuff beforehand. Um, but uh, like, that's a big thing. Like a lot of the times it might even behoove an artist or a creator to find a business minded partner to like join with and do stuff like that. Like, for example, like Greg is the one that came up with the idea of all this, but I'm the one that helps like facilitate the actual business side of it, like the creation of the website the getting of the LLC and officializing all of the business side of it. So like having that partner that can do that stuff is super helpful. And if you have like this, you know, area where, you know, you're giving out like mentorship and uh, lectures and things like, or uh, workshops like that, like it's also a great place for people to connect on that as well. Like, yeah, oh, you know, where can I go to find people that are, you know, learning this stuff? So Sierra Nova, you guys publish your own stuff or you guys also like publish other stuff? So we publish our own stuff, but um, we've been we've been we talked about this years ago about publishing other people's stuff, but we finally actually had someone ask us. So now we have to go out and make sure we have all of our our stuff. Yeah, we had two people ask us, so we have to go out and get all of our stuff together because, uh, coincidentally, my older brother he owns a music production and media production company, and he's getting into publishing as well. So I, I've been like looking into this world anyways, but from a different um, artistic standpoint. So now yeah. we dive deeper into, you know, uh, getting the documentation for comic books and all that, because, you know, yeah, it's definitely something that I would love to be able to do for um, artists that don't know what to do. They can come to us. We can show them how to launch their stuff and do it much more, um, you know, creator friendly. We're like, you know, they get to keep their stuff and we're just facilitating that, um, you know, public publication. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with our book, Kajar and Kajaria, a lot of people relate it to, like, Tarzan, but, I mean, this is issue two. Nice. Shiny. Um, but, yeah, so essentially the story is about a character who's left in the jungle because his parents are killed by poachers that are employed by an organization called Turs Corp. And basically the organization is wanting to, like, extinguish how overpopulated the world has become by allowing the rich and powerful to hunt the weak and so they're setting up like remote places where they can like facilitate these kind of like activities and experiments without bringing the government or anything onto their trail and so on one of their routine missions they discover this island kajaria but at the same time some animal like rights activists and like protectors 
like find the island and they kind of like both meet and the poachers are trying to like capture a rhino so they kill the people that are the animal rights activists but they had left their child and so that child is basically who becomes Kajar and so Kajar ends up because of the sacrifice of his parents trying to save the rhino from the poachers it unlocks a mystic power on the island that bonds with the child and the child is able to like talk to animals and every time he inherits the animal's trait because like if he saves the animal for instance and he bonds with that animal and they have a moment of connection he basically inherits that animal's trait and is able to use that against the poachers and so our whole series is showing Kajar going up against this organization that is now expanded by the time he's reached his full potential into this huge global organization. Very cool. When, when it comes to the uh, the powers, is it similar to um, what's the? Do you, have you seen the Arrowverse? The the Flash yeah. Arrow, the the chick with the necklace. You know, talk about. Forgot yeah, name. you're related to something like that. Kind of like the powers. How do they manifest? Is it similar to that where it's like internalized? version of the power or is it like an outward expression of the power i would say it's a combination of both because like for instance with the tiger that is basically his adopted mother he gains like keen eyesight his strength is a little bit like enhanced and stuff like that and that's his base power that he just has and it is unaware of it at first until they fill him in on like his history and how he got the power and then once he becomes aware of the power, he starts bonding with other animals and the power enhances. But for instance, with the rhino, his skin gets kind of like, I wouldn't say rock hard, but like it's more dexterity because it's tough and like an iron hide, you know? No, that, that, that's very cool. This, yeah, that is kind of like an internal and external yeah, version of it. That's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. And so for each animal that he bonds with, we're able to like display like a new power or a new trait. And it's basically open-ended on how far we can take that power because it's always evolving. And we've just gotten to a point, I was trying to like refrain from doing any like hardcore references to existing titles, but I had to because I love Jurassic Park, but we give a nod to, you know, dinosaurs being created by man and all this stuff. And those are going to be the creatures he can't bond with because they're absent of a certain trait that real animals have. Very, very cool. That, that's, that's some that's some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're up to issue two that's out on Blurb right now. Issue three is about 50% done with sketches and stuff like that. We're moving into line art. But we have all the way up until issue, I would say, eight, pretty much picture ready. And we're just, like, trying to, like, slowly build up the presence and funds to get the content out there because we have you know basically our track set up for a couple years now very cool that's awesome uh i'm trying to share what this. else are you doing <laughs> uh well i also started we got the cover art and the story in place basically i'm still finishing out the script but we're gonna do this thing called potoria where uh Basically, the world is, like, fighting with each other. They're going to war. Everything's just totally chaotically, disproportionately out of chaos. And, like, scientists are trying to figure out how to preserve human life. 
and they discover life forms on a giant nug of weed. And so they're like, well, what if we figure out a way to shrink humans down and see if they can like live with these life forms? So they shrink the humans down by taking two stoners and experimenting with them and putting them on this nug of weed. But when they put the stoners on the nug of weed, the stoners basically become the like superior intelligence on the nug of weed. And so the life forms basically assume like their henchmen roles from the two stoners that are on the nug of weed, but the stoners fight because they don't agree with each other eventually because of some stupid shit that happened with them when they were like, <laughs> when they were like back on like real earth. And so that manifests on the nug of weed and they fight and go to different sides of the nug of weed and go to war on the nug of weed. But by doing that, they end up catching the nug of weed on fire, and that gets everybody else in the world high, and they calm down and stop fighting, and they're just like, why were we fighting in the first place? So the two stoners are, like, remembered as heroes. You know, it's funny. That, re that makes me think that maybe that's the origin stories of the Who's. <laughs> <laughs> on, every, on every nug of weed. <laughs> You're just killing these little microscopic life forms that you can't see. Horton is a nug. But yeah, that's going to be a pretty fun stoner comedy thing. And then I got a couple other ideas I'm kind of brewing, but I'm also like, <laughs> I got my start as a <laughs> brewing. <laughs> is it about beer? Uh, I got my start as like a screenwriter and doing film production, and I slowly gravitated towards comic books because you don't have to have like an entire production crew you can do it with like, a small art house team and not go broke in the process well you might go broke but that's besides the point <laughs> i've talked to but, multiple people that have the same story i'm like yeah i wrote a screenplay but that just turned into a comic book instead it was like like, we have a guy that's on our platform, Matt Myers, and Down by Contact, his comic was supposed to be a screenplay for, like, a movie or a show, and uh, it didn't happen, so he turned yeah. it into a comic. I was like, oh. Yeah, well, with Kajar, I originally came up with the idea in, like, 2011, but it was going to be, like, a video game because, like, the animal powers... We're basically going to be available in like a scroll down menu and you just go in there and click which animal your power you're going to use and all this. And I wrote out a script and all this other stuff had a bunch of stuff designed for it, but I lost it in a house fire and basically kind of lost the idea more or less. But then as I got back into writing and stuff like that, I was like, wait a minute, that idea I had back in the day would make it such a good like piece of content. So I started trying to bring it back and I ended up writing like a, TV show pilot script. Um, like we had three seasons planned for it. And then I just was looking at the budget we would need to create it and was like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. So uh, let me figure out a different way to do this. And then I was like, comic books, that could do it. And that's what basically started me creating comic books. And then, I mean, with today, having a computer and a good network of people and you know minimal amount of funds to get you started you can basically do whatever you want in this industry um 
more or less you know there are restrictions you're not going to know everything at once and all this other stuff and you got to get the initial courage to actually do it but once you decide you're going to do it it's really tenfold what you can learn and do and you're not restricted like other industries i've come to see from my own experience and so that's why i feel like i could take this really far so i'm just like at the point where it's like commit to it you know Awesome. Sweet. I can't even think of what I was going to say. <laughs> um, how many Facebook groups are you a part of? A lot. My, my how, many, how many rules? How many rules do you remember from each one of those? <laughs> rules? Yes. Because there's, there's group rules, of course. You can't just like... Yeah. yeah. Well, I know because a lot of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of are like film production groups. Um, and they're basically like, you know, post once a day about if you're promoting your content, include, you know, whether it's a paying gig or not a paying gig. Um, you know, if you're feeding your crew or whatever, all this stuff, basically giving all the details of the production before people are signing up for the production. I'm honestly just now getting to the point where I'm joining comic book Facebook groups. Uh, I'm in the comic related madness group. Yeah, I'm in the support yeah. indie comic book group. Um, trying to think of some other ones. I just joined a couple other ones or pending requests to join a couple other ones. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not the type to sit in these groups and post all day long or anything like that. I'll get in there, post, read a couple posts, make sure I'm supporting the people in there as much as I can. But, like, I don't, I'm too busy writing to sit there and look at a Facebook group or figure out all the rules that go into a Facebook group. I know that I can be respectful in what I'm doing. And so I haven't had any issues, really. So I share quite a lot. Uh, I share a lot of stuff. Um, just like this event, I kept sharing it yesterday because I didn't break the, I broke the broadcast up each time slot yesterday and yeah. then some people like pops was like you should just do like one and i was like well i'm trying to keep each one for podcast episodes so technically you're going to be on our podcast um and he's like oh okay but so i'm gonna i'm this is the first one still and then once we hit like eight hours or whatever like at nine yeah, o'clock right off. after this one i would probably actually end it and then start it again yeah, yeah. Because when I signed in, you guys were at like six or seven hours. Yeah, we're at yeah. seven hours and thirteen minutes. It looks like. Um. So, yeah, I don't know all the group rules to all of those groups that I'm a part of. But <laughs> are you trying to grab the logo? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh. I shared it in the creator-owned group a lot, and then one admin is like, "Please read the group rules." And I don't have time for that. So nobody <laughs> has time for that. <laughs> no time for that. Um, I mean, if it's on the general page and I can see it, then I'll yeah. read it. The but only I'll one that I know, yeah, the only group that I know rules for um, is Indie Comic Conspiracy. So 
That's, that's the only one I really know the rules for because the hashtags are on the... some folder on the page or group or whatever, and I have to go look for it. And no, I haven't read the rules. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be like the pinned post at the top or like, yeah. you know, right on the side. Most people do that, but like some don't. And then there's like a lot of Facebook groups that are just wastelands for uh, Kickstarters. Or yeah. And um, I am guilty of sharing to like every group just to see if somebody sees it. But I'm what I'm doing next year is whatever Kickstarter we're doing first. I'm taking I'm using a referral tag for each Facebook group, and this is a lot of work, but it's gonna help me and other people. I'm gonna find which Facebook groups actually work, <laughs> if any, which they do because like the last Kickstarter we got most people from Facebook, not yeah. even Instagram. That's um, where you get the most reach, it seems, is Facebook. I mean, yeah. Instagram, Instagram has its kicks. Yeah, Instagram works if, um, <laughs> if you're you, on there If you've integrated your contacts from Facebook to Instagram, it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, well, our first campaign that was successful, I uh, used Instagram mostly. I didn't really use Facebook as much for all of this. And that's where most of our, like, money came from was Instagram. But the last two um, this year was Facebook because, like, I was just sharing constantly. It sounds um, strange, but honestly, one to get a handle on is TikTok because oh, yeah, you are instantly, like, shown to, like, a million people that will actually watch your video. Some of them will interact or comment on it. I have to figure out the hashtags and stuff for that. Like, I, for you. Those are the two. Oh, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I know that. Because um, uh, I put a music video because we uh, promote indie everything. So indie music, I put a music video from his brother's uh, music production company. And somebody did this music video, indie one. And it, you can find it on uh, YouTube. I don't remember the name. He'll obviously remember the name, but um, it's like I don't even I don't even know the kind of type of rap it is. I'm not even a big fan oh, of rap music. Funk, P H O N K, funk. What is it? P H O N K, funk. Yeah. Funk. And there's like this one lyric about like Casey Anthony that just made me. Like, yeah, this is a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, call me, call me and then you're about to get the face. Yep. Um, I share more than probably most people in Facebook groups, so like that's why I've got like last year I got banned. For not even sharing my stuff, I shared uh, Kyron Silva's Donner Lane. And they're like, and you stop. didn't show up today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got banned for like six months. I did. Yeah. So first I shared uh, October, like when it first started, I was like, I'm like, so he's like, oh, so if this gets funded, this can go on the platform. I was like, sweet. Going to promote the shit out of it. Uh like first week I promoted it, they're like, you're banned for like a week because you're a robot. <laughs> and I was like, what? 
So then after that, <laughs> so after that week was over, I was like, Haha, back motherfucker. So then I, <laughs> I shared it again and um, it lasted a little while. And then November 4th. Okay. So it lasted like four days. And, uh, <laughs> then November 4th to December 4th, I was banned. And then I was like, cool. And then like, did you learn the lesson? No. So then I came back December 6th or something. And then I, cause I waited a day or two and then I shared it one last time. And they're like, you're done. So they banned me until March <laughs> and people were like, I did not know they could ban you for like three months. And like, apparently they can. And then you just uh, asked M Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he called and he said he was too busy. I, I... <laughs> so, so then I, um, shared some, uh, we're doing this create our universe thing. We're still doing it. Uh, I haven't done it for the rest of this year. Um, it's to make like fake companies in our video game. And I shared stuff like for that in Facebook groups. And they're like, this is just spam. I was like, no, it's for f my fucking company. <laughs> yeah. So, you're, so, you're trying to build an inclusive. Like, so I got mad. So I actually got mad there because they banned me again from March till June. I was like, well, I guess we can't do a Kickstarter anytime around this time. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, so right after that, I kind of like toned down on like sharing so much, but it's funny too. Cause like Greg has like soft bands. Like he's still allowed to be on Facebook. They just won't let him share or comment on anything other than his personal page or pages that he runs. Yeah. Me, I accidentally tagged 20. So I, I tagged 20 people on a post one time, but there was a glitch. And when I hit post, it posted it twice. So I think, it, I think it really thought I was a bot. And I got re I couldn't log into Facebook for over a week, and I get paid to run Facebook ads for people. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So fuck Facebook. Facebook's a dick. Yeah, I, I try to share like there. generally anything I see where it's actually somebody dedicated to it. Um, I don't really necessarily respond to every person that messages me hey can you share this or like i try to but at the same time like some people just like send you like five links within the time span of like five seconds and it's like what is your name first of all like <laughs> but like if we know each other yeah send me a link i'll share it um maybe they were on the nub what they might have been on the nub <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> little light forms on the nug, but yeah, like <laughs> I remember I posted about wanting to get like a little like poster thing, graphic design, and within like thirty minutes, and I didn't even post it in like a group. I posted it on my own page, and within like thirty minutes, I had like fifteen people spamming me about graphic design and their deals and stuff like that. It was like. Can you comment on the post and then I'll choose who to message? <laughs> but yeah, I feel you. It, it's it's hard to navigate these social media things because you know you you think it's whatever I'm gonna go in and post this or and you offend somebody or whatever for whatever reason. But I mean, generally, we should all be trying to like share each other's stuff, promote each other's stuff because, I mean, really, you ain't gonna make it if you ain't sharing somebody else's stuff because they ain't going to share your stuff and vice versa. Indeed. Yep. I share 
pretty much anybody's stuff, depending on like if they're not an asshole to me. Right. <laughs> That's a big no, factor. For yeah. Sure. Nobody. Nobody's really bad. Or if bad. It's like absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like it's like, hey, listen, I get you want people to see this, but maybe you should make it better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people are just unsure of where to go with things, and that's why their content lacks whatever thing that you know the popular content lacks or has. Um, you know, because a lot of people have somebody in their corner or some, you know. Not to put too fine a point on it, or they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth and everything that they want to do, they're able to do because they have the money to do it. But a lot of people in these types of industries have to sacrifice their their vision, their time, their creativity to execute on their passion. Yeah. And that takes a lot. Yep. Yeah. I was about to say, Greg knows. 